Welcome to Pardon Confusion. We're back after a week off and we're ready to talk about some football, especially if you've been a long time listener. You know that this host, Paul Arnold, has been rooting for the Michigan Wolverines his whole entire life. And we finally have something to be happy about. Woo! Okay. Oh, I, we're talking about the Carolina Michigan basketball <laughs> game? Hey, 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 hey. Hey, let's, let's first things first. All right. Oh, I thought you said Michigan. I was talking Carolina Michigan basketball. No, game. nothing's going to poop on my parade today, Mr. Okay, Watts, right. Ernest Watts. Okay. And Chris Daniels on this podcast because he's a Michigan fan too. I had to have two out of three because just like Rich Eisen on the show, we waited for this. We suffered for this. We're going to enjoy this every day for a whole year. Right, Chris? Heck yeah, brother. So y'all are not worried about <laughs> Iowa at all? I doesn't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump your brakes. I've been trying to tell you for years, Ernest, this meant more to any game in any sport for us. You haven't won a full championship in my lifetime. Doesn't matter. We won the championship last week. That's what we think about. (laughs) That's a real rivalry, Ernest. (laughs) I'm feeling it, folks. Look out. You are three wins away from winning a national championship. We won it already, Ohio State. That's and, it. And you probably I will be Cincinnati in the playoff, which would probably be the easiest matchup to face. Probably Georgia. Really, seriously, you do not care. Either one of you do not care about a national championship. I care like about twenty percent compared to beating Ohio State. So the season's over. It season's great. It's we've got bragging rights for a year. It's taken a long time to get here. Well, how much better would those bragging rights be if you were national champs? Uh, we've been there already. I know I, the Tar Heels. No, yeah, no, whoa, whoa. no, you haven't. You got a half a championship. No, no, we claim it 90s. full. But I don't think it would be any more bragging well, rights well, to Chris Ohio State. Chris, alive but... the last time you won a national championship? Well, yeah, it was. What was that, 90 in the 90s? 95. Yes, 95. Yeah, 95. Yeah, I was I was peeing in toilets at that, at that age. <laughs> Not consistently, but I was hopefully, still proud of you. Hopefully, Chris, hopefully you. still are. Well. He hits it most of the time. Again. Well, you know. 98%. Female-dominated uh, household, so I know probably you're a sitter instead of a standard. But go ahead. Wow, we got there in a hurry. Yes, we did. Well, taking that clue, Ohio State took a dump at the big house, and they got run out of there. They were mauled. They were beat. And to be honest, I didn't watch the first three quarters. It just is too painful the previous years. So I finally turned on the last quarter. Yes, I finally turned on the last quarter. Enjoyed it, enjoyed it, enjoyed it. And one of the best moments is when John Howard hugged Jim Harbaugh, and, and it was just one of those sweet moments. Uh, and to see Reggie Bush, of all people, on Fox um, game day, just whipping up the Michigan crowd and being such a homer, it was uh, strange but true days. How would you feel, Chris? That was – so I told myself I'd watch it till halftime, and if it got ugly, then I'm, I'm just not going to watch it. But uh, I can't believe you didn't turn it on until the fourth quarter. Yeah, so I was like, at the halftime, I'm like, okay, we're like, I was fully, like we were up by one or by three or something, you know, nothing big. And I completely thought we were going to just throw it away second half because that's what we've done in pretty much every other game this season. And I, 
I mean, the quote that my daughter, my three-year-old daughter kept saying the entire day was, daddy, too loud, daddy, too loud. And that's just because I was just like, yes. I mean, it's just, it was just pure, pure joy. They would, when they would score or when they would stop them, it was just pure joy. Amen. So will, so will either one of you watch the big 10 championship? I will watch it. Oh yeah. The oh, entire absolutely. day. And I, no, I'm not yeah. going to watch the whole game. Yeah, other things to do, fans. people to see, you man. Call yourselves fans. Huh? I'm going to watch the whole game. It's a seven o'clock game. Well, five o'clock here. Well, okay, five o'clock. We're Paul's at at seven o'clock. That's true. I mean, to me, I mean, national championship. Those are the things you never forget. Uh, you're, you're too close. I mean, the season's not over. The season's not over. I, you know I would agree, though. <laughs> oh, gosh. I would think, though, it, there's no additional bragging rights to be had against Ohio State. None. Such like when they won their national of... championship, I didn't feel I didn't feel any worse or I didn't feel any worse because in, in fact, they probably felt a little bit better because like, OK, we lost, but at least we lost to the national champ. Like it doesn't it doesn't make me feel it won't make me feel any better against Ohio. It would make me feel great like that. They are finally a national champion, but I, I, I don't think it would make me feel any better against Ohio state. What they've done. That's all. That's all that needs to be done again. Now we just need to win a big 10 championship against Iowa, which I think is very feasible. And then I just, again, hope we don't have to play Alabama and, we don't get run out of the big of the uh, you know the playoffs like Michigan State has in, in years prior. I think the way it'll set up is you'll play Cincinnati if you beat Iowa, which I'm I'm fine with that. I mean that's that's the way I project it, but it just it, to me it just hurts my heart that y'all aren't like. On to the national championship. Okay, okay. y'all. Okay, this is un, okay. un person has said this. 50% right. of the Michigan fans on this podcast feel excited about the next two to three games. <laughs> but I would agree with Paul. Nothing else can top a national championship. If you beat Georgia for the national championship, no, but it did, that will not be as it doesn't, beating Ohio State. That's what you're telling me. I'm telling you, it like being Ohio State has been like like a national championship isn't even in like it's not even in the horizon. Like at least Ohio State every year it was a like something to look forward to and to just to be let down every year. To finally conquer that is just it, it's such a relief. So anything on top of this is just icing on the cake. It's not to say that we won't be excited for it, but it's just like it's unfathomable that we've even beaten Ohio State the way we did it, and now we get to potentially play for a national champion. It's just it's unfathomable. Okay, the the analogy has always been the two greatest rivalries in college sports is Michigan Ohio State football, Carolina Duke in basketball. And I will tell you as a devout Carolina fan, I would lose to Duke every year, three times a year, and win a national championship. National but championships like are more important than beating Duke. But it's I feel like basketball is so different in the rivalry because you play them 
twice at least. Possibly what? playing three times if they're in the tournament. Yeah, and so it just it it, it kind of waters it down a little bit. I'm not saying it's not a rivalry, but it just. You know, it is, it is and and it's I also don't think the tournament is so much bigger than the the final four, and that the, the NCAA tournament is all eyes, and that I mean, it's just it's almost like a brand new season in itself. So I, I can get why you would feel that way. Like, okay, fine, we we didn't, you know, we didn't beat Duke, but we have still have a chance at a national championship. If we don't beat Ohio State, we never had a sh- never have a shot at a national championship. I just go back to what Herm Edwards always say. We play playoffs. To win the games. Playoffs. We play playoffs to win the games. Okay, Paul. We've 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 two different perspectives here. We're not going to change each other's minds. So, you want to talk about coaches hopscotching around the country? <laughs> One more thing about Michigan. Okay. Day in, day out, it's our reality. For seventeen out of the last nineteen years living in Michigan, Ohio State's just whooped us so bad. And I I fly down to Florida to go to Disney World with my family, and the guy checking me in as Ohio State fan, he sees my Michigan hat, and he starts hassling me and giving me a hard time and says, at least you guys are relevant now. I mean, it never stops, Ernest, ever, anywhere you go. So for at least one year every day to wake up and said, yes, they won. Uh, it was so sweet. Um, so we'll move on to the coaching. And Paul, Paul, before, but even like you said, 17 out of 19, like the one game that Hoke beat Luke Fickle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I mean, it was a win, but it, it, I don't think Ohio State yeah. really thought of that as like, they're like, fine. Like, if you say you won, fine. But like, we were on sanctions and we had to, we were in transitions with coaches and like, yeah, sure, you took one, but it just, I don't think it hit them as hard as, this is probably the first win it feels like in 20 years because of just, it was good against good. There was no, like there's no excuses. Yeah, none. Imagine if North Carolina lost to Duke 17 out of 20, 19 that's, years. That's another difference because it's, it's even to the point wins and victories and it's only total points scored. It's like within five points, the all time rivalry. That's how even, and I don't know if y'all really had a rivalry because you lost so many. I oh, mean, oh, I mean, oh, I mean, it, oh. I mean, I think I'll go back and edit that out. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, oh to no, me, don't edit rivalry, that out. Rivalry, a rivalry is an evenly matched contest. Okay, so leave that in because you're right. We lost the rivalry. We lost it. We were grieving. Now it's oh, no, back. No, no, no I'm now just the Michigan's risen from the dead, and we're going hallelujah. And you're trying to play for a national championship, which is yeah. means more. No, still doesn't mean more. Okay, we're, we're you know it's tomato, tomato, pecan, pecan here. All right. Yeah, Sorry. I can't totally explain it to you. So, all right, moving it's, on. It's kind of like when you're in love; you just no one can explain it. You just feel it. Yes, there you go. <laughs> we're romantics. Until you get a divorce court, <laughs> <laughs> the lawyer explains it. Okay. Uh, coaches, so what is the most shocking coaching move to you, Ernest? It's, it's, it's the Notre Dame coach going to LSU. I so, see Lincoln Riley going to USC. Uh, he didn't want to play in the SEC. I find it ironic that all his coaches went with him to USC. 
Hmm. And uh, Notre Dame coach, none of them want to come across. I mean, hmm. why do you want to go somewhere where you're going to face Saban and Jimbo, Jim Bob Fisher? And boy, he's just not going to win. One guy looks at the SEC and says, I don't want any of this. The other guy says, you know, I show me, me the money. money. Show me the money. It, the whole thing, both of them, just shows this hypocrisy. Because you hear this crap about leaders of men, and I watch out for my kids, and we're we're making men out of boys, and it's all about filthy lucre. It's about money. They can all be bought off. That's all. Pay enough money, and they'll move. There's no loyalty. Let's face it. I mean, the fact that you – Notre Dame coach, and I'm not even going to dignify by saying his name because I don't think much of him right now. He didn't even contact his players. He sent a tweet 11 minutes after he – he recorded that. Sent a tweet to his players. Didn't have the cojones to gather them together and face them face to face. This is the same junk that Bobby Petrino did when he left Arkansas, when he left the Falcons. Be man enough. You sat in these kids' parents' locker rooms and said, you will take care of their sons for the next four years. You lied. Sorry. Nate? <laughs> Nate's not around. Chris is around. Oh, Chris, sorry. Of, I was thinking <laughs> I've been of called Nate. worse. Notre Dame, sorry. Trust me, sorry. I've, been, I've, been, I've been called worse probably today, too. I was sublimity screaming for Nate. Sorry, Chris. But I mean, that's okay. Is it not? I mean, I mean, again, rivalry's going to a plum place. He's going to own the Pac 12. And, I'm and, I'm I'm going to give you one that's a little bit off the wall just to just to spark a little bit because I think yes I think uh, um, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Riley and Brian Kelly I mean those two are just the easy the easy ones I'm going to go with Dan Mullen at Florida and while he didn't take a new job the fact that he got fired after one you know below you know he, he went six and six but just the guy went toe to toe with Alabama and then had a couple of bad losses. And I mean, barely kept up with the, you know, one double a one double a school. But the fact that last year, and maybe last year was a anomaly just with COVID, but the fact that he was in the sec championship last year, and then this year he had a down year and he got fired. It's just like, Whoa, I can give you the two reasons why one Last year, he was trying to get some interviews from the NFL jobs. So he had one foot out the door already. The other, and, and Paul will attest to this, the idea of firing coaches before the end of the season is entirely a new concept. And that's because they've moved up the uh, recruiting period. Now kids can accept scholarships December 1st. And if you wait after bowl season to name a coach, you're going to lose a year of recruitment. You're going to lose your recruits, which is what Oklahoma is in danger of doing now. So because they moved up the recruitment period from February 1st to December 1st, that's why schools are getting rid of coaches much, much faster. Bronco Mendenhall, who, who did a fine job at Virginia, he resigned today. And that's, again, so they can get a coach in there time enough to keep the recruitment. It's, it's about recruitment because if you lose a year of recruitment, you're already one step behind. You've lost an entire class. So that's why we're seeing these early changes. Mullen uh, basically went looking for other jobs last year when he was high on everybody's list. 
And this year, he stuck a knife in his defensive coordinator, one of the better defensive coordinators in the SEC, could make up his mind about a quarterback. And uh, Florida finds themselves falling way behind uh, in that conference. Tennessee was better than everybody thought they were going to be. Georgia's going to play probably for the national championship. Florida feels like they're in the bottom rung of the uh, SEC now. And it's just crazy to think how irrelevant the entire state of Florida football is. Yeah, I mean, Miami's When's the last time probably, that's happened? Miami's probably going to fire their coach. Florida State would fire those, except they're paying $50 million back to the coach before the current coach. Jeez. I mean, the talent's there. It's just going to other schools now. It's going to the Big Ten. It's going to the Big 12. I mean, those three schools dominated the talent. But now that you've got every game on TV, kids don't feel restricted to go to a local school. They know a kid from Miami can go to a Big 12 school and know he's going to be on TV 12 weeks a year and mom and dad can watch. But going back to Lincoln Riley, I think that is probably the most, he's probably going to be the most successful early. He's going to have the most early success of any coach that has, you know, went to a major program um, I, I just, or he's going to be set up for early success. The Pac-12 or Pac-10, whatever, however many schools have left, they are there. There's it's it's almost irrelevant. I mean, Oregon's the only one that's kind of keeping it. You know, well, Utah, people talking about the West, but there, but there's. Cool, I mean, but Utah doesn't have a brand. Utah's not a brand. No, I mean, got a great no, coach, they, and they're sure, they're a, but they're a, it's like a Cincinnati. A, it's a good story. Yeah. It's a good story, but they're not even good enough to be in a net like in in a conversation like of a top ten. So the big tw- or the Pac twelve is just uh, Colorado sucks, Arizona State sucks, Arizona sucks. I mean UCLA is kind of okay. Washington's not great. Washington State's terrible. I mean it, it just. Stanford had a down year, which is shocking. Yeah. And so I think, I think USC, yeah, they weren't too bad, but again, when you're playing crappy teams, yeah, you, you better look good. Um, I I just think if he can recruit and he can bring USC back to some, some relevancy, I think you're going to get a lot more eyes on the, on the big or on the pack 10 or pack 12, which will, I think raise the entire conference. Uh, as a whole, because right now it is, it is slowly going into irrelevancy. Yeah, I can tell you the coach is going to have the worst time, new coach. That's going to be Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. I just, he Last year this time, he was defensive coordinator for Cincinnati. He has no head coaching experience. College, high school, little league, junior league, pop corner league. He's... You know, Notre Dame, Notre Dame is the, the shining star of college programs. And you've got to have someone with college experience. They've done this twice in my lifetime, and it did not work out. Three times, actually. Bob Davey, Charlie Weiss, and the guy who came from oh. high school whose name escapes Mueller? me right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this is a, it's, it's a Fortune 500 company at Notre Dame. And its academic standards are the most – Probably the only schools that have more strict um, academic standards are probably the service academies, Air Force, Navy. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech maybe also. Stanford. Yeah, well, Stanford, Duke too, but 
Notre Dame's the only one of those schools that's consistently a uh, football. Florida player. State, <laughs> Michigan, <laughs> Michigan yeah, State. Yeah, yeah, you know, Florida I don't State know. And Arizona State, so, right? Yeah, <laughs> the coaches who might be the biggest winners are the guys who got the big contracts without even leaving their school. Like uh, Mel Tucker, MSU got ninety-five oh. million for ten years. Uh, Clawson down in Wake Forest got a big old contract too. And then, of course, Urban Liar Meyer said he's not going to leave for the Notre Dame job, even though he said many years ago the only jobs he'd leave Florida for were Michigan, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. He could make it two out of three if he left Jacksonville. He's, you know, he's never lied before, so we know he's telling the truth. <laughs> How much is Tucker's contract again? Ten years, $95 million. And the Notre Dame, and how he, stupid he, they he, look. He, he's he whose name I cannot mention down at LSU. What did he get? He got was it twelve? Yeah, but we can't pay players. No, that will destroy the integrity of the game. We can pay, and we and, and we can't million pay. a year. But lordy, lordy, if we paid the players, <laughs> oh, the integrity of the game. This is a glorified minor league. Okay, let's. I'm tired of this junk about you know, these values from 1950. Grumpy old man. I mean, I love grumpy old man. Really, I, do. I love college. Get off football. my grass. But Get off my lawn. Don't blow this stuff up. My Yahoo saying, "Oh, it's the spirit of it." Yeah, fans, we love it, but let's realize Get we're that being guy's sold Snickers. a product. Get the uh, <laughs> we're being sold a product here. Okay, it's a glorified <laughs> minor league. Hey, hey. It's see me. <laughs> what is it? The old line in uh, North Dallas 40. Every time you say it's a business, uh, every time I say it's a business, you claim it's a sport. And every time I say it's a sport, you say it's a business. Not bad for quoting a 40 year old movie. I'm about to there say, I know Chris wasn't alive. Now, that now get off my lawn. Okay. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. And that movie it, showed some frontal nudity, if I remember correctly. Yes, sir. What was the name of that movie again? Hold North on, Dallas just, 40. Yes. Matt Davis Thank you. and Nick Nolte. Yep. Oh, geez, Nick Nolte. Yeah, a well, long I'm, time ago. If you knew right. Matt Davis was, I'd be shocked. But go ahead. Let's switch over Who, to Davis? the NFL. NFL seems to be parody paradise. Uh, Pete Rozelle, the old commish, would love it right now. Even the great teams look weak. But, Ernest, isn't this part of the game where they're not playing all their best players all the time because they know they – Got to get hot at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's part of an 18-week season. And we talk about 17 games, but essentially it's 18 weeks. And, you know, you're going to, again, everybody's bunched around except for um, the um, the Cardinals and the Packers. Everybody else is bunched around 7 and um, 5 and 5 and me. 7 and 6 and 6. I'm not going to talk Detroit? about Detroit. Nobody's, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's bunched around have, them. Detroit still have a team? Listen, we're hey, not how are they, Michigan I, won. I That's all quickly. I know. Everybody, how, how are they, feel, not, how are they feeling about that coach? <laughs> I think someone warned you back in the spring. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Yeah, Go I ahead, just want to acknowledge that I did warn you in the spring. I mean, it, it's it. I mean, you, teams that look good one week fall apart. I mean, they're all flawed teams. Uh, even the Cardinals, the Packers. I don't think they're dominant teams in an extent. I mean, and you got teams that started off lousy who are playing in, who are getting themselves in playoff contention. The Eagles, the 
the Dolphins and the Washington football team. It's, it's everybody's pretty much in it. It's it's again mediocre, but but I you know I hate to say it, I see old Tom sitting there in the corner. I mean I can't discount the Buccaneers and Lord knows Belichick is is got his team tied for the best record in the AFC. Now we'll know more after Monday night, but Buffalo's not exactly been that impressive. That's my point. It just seems like nobody's peaking right now. And Tampa Bay got hot at the right time last year. And Tampa Bay without Antonio Brown isn't quite the same team. I mean, Fournette carried them against the Colts. The Colts look surprisingly good to me if Carson Wentz can stay healthy. And not- well, it's Taylor. It's Taylor, tailback. I mean, that guy's borderline MVP. Yeah, and the why they didn't run him more until the end, I don't know. It was just crazy. Even Tampa Bay put in all those extra players up, and he still ran past them. So I would love to see the Colts to make a run at it. Uh, Frank Reich is one of my favorite guys in the NFL. Um, who is the sort of unexpected pick, Chris, that you think might go all the way? Um, the unexpected pick that could go all the way. I mean, did we interrupt your lunch think, or something, or do you drinking a lot of wine? Did you had to repeat the no. question? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's an interview tactic to stall so you can think. Um, you know, I, I want to say Kansas City, but I know that's not like a shocking. But they 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 were not good for a couple of weeks, and they 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 laid a couple of goose eggs. So I think they could if their defense starts to just play a little bit more uh, above average and their, and their offense starts to click. I think they could, they could make a run. Um, I, I really don't see anybody. I mean, Cardinal, I mean, everyone at the top, I think could, could, you know, would be fine, but there's no one, uh, you know, and I think Tennessee has lost their mojo just without their running game. So uh, I'm going to pick Kansas city. I know it's not a sexy pick, but um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a cocktail dress looking pick. Ernest, are you still there? Yeah. So who do you think? A cocktail dress, co- uh, uh, Ernest. Is it? It's just like a black dress, kind of just <laughs> simple, but it's the, you know, <laughs> simple black, the little black dress. I know about that. That's exactly black. what it is. I got. It. <laughs> I mean, they let me out of the man cave every once in a while. Um, <laughs> you no, know, beginning of the year, I picked Packers and Titans. I think the Titans can right the ship, but New uh, New England man. There's no team hotter than New England right now. And they destroyed the Titans. And Belichick just looked like he made the great picks in, in free agency. Matthew Judon has just been a beast at stand-up defensive end. Their defensive backfield's great. Their O-line's starting to jail. And, and Mac Jones looks like the second coming of Brady. I mean, I would not be – I'm still sticking with my Titans and, and Packers pick. Packers taking it all. but. New England wins Monday night, and I don't see anybody can stop them. Mm. I mean, R-E. I mean, I know, I know, they really would like a New England Tampa Bay Super Bowl. That that's what the networks want. Well, let's talk about you, both of your home teams. I'm, you're, <laughs> not, 
They're not, you know, you wanted to pick on the Lions earlier. Okay, all right, they stink. I, I didn't. Say? That but it's was, nothing that new. Was, but the Panthers, the Cam Newton experiment. I wasn't picking on them. Is uh, sort of not happening. Uh, and we'll get to the Broncos in a second there, Chris, buddy. But uh, Ernest. They're still, the Broncos <laughs> are still in playoff contention. They're just. That's right. One game out. Well, ever since Chris met Drew uh, Locke, yeah. he's played really well. So that was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One series, I think. <laughs> Drew is, uh, I think uh, that was the final realization and when he played this past week. That was a failed experience and time to move on. <laughs> uh, we've just injuries. I mean, they, the trick in, in a football team is it's kind of like three-card Monte. You've got to pay money in certain positions and not invest in certain and they've invested a lot in the defense and it shows the offensive line has not had the same starting lineup any game this year and it shows and you can get by with a great offensive line and mediocre quarterback but you can't get by with a horrible offensive line and a horrible quarterback uh you know uh cam newton was five for 21 but half those passes hit receivers in the hands. The problem is he had to throw fast because he was falling on his back and he's never been the most accurate, but the simple fact is we have to beat the offensive line and, and McCaffrey now, I mean, I had some fans talk to me this week about, is it time to trade? You're not going to get anything for him. I mean, at best, the best plan would be to work out a settlement and cut him because I don't think he'll ever be healthy again. The defense is young. It's growing. It's uh, it's just they need to invest in the offensive line, and that's the step. Now, you know, a lot of people are questioning, why would you give a seven-year contract to Matt Rule? But it, it takes that long to rebuild this team. Uh, you know, we it's just entice people at the beginning of the year with that winning streak, and the beating the Arizona, beating the Cardinals. A lot of people started you know, believing, but we're at our usual place out of playoff contention by Thanksgiving. But the foundation for defense looks good. And, and uh, again, I see a future, I see a plan. Now, as I transition over to Chris, I love the coaching job. His coach is done. I think it's underrated. That's, that's a team that plays tough every week. Chris? We're going to play all four quarters. Win or lose. Um, a lot of coach speak over there. No, the Broncos, they, I think they've, they've won games that they probably should have lost and lost games that maybe they should have won. But, you know, they're, they're, they're six and five, but they've got a very, I would say, tough schedule on the back end. You know, playing a lot. I think we played the um, Chiefs twice. Um, so it, their schedules, I think, going to catch up because they played a lot of foo-foo teams um, so far or uh, at the very beginning. So we've got the Lions, the Bengals, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Chiefs, um, Chiefs twice. So it, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting how they finish. But I think if it, if they get to ten wins, that's and if they make the playoffs, I think that's going to be a a great. Um, a great step for them, but if they don't, I think it's going to be a uh, they're gonna they have a brand new GM there, and I think it's gonna get uh, everybody's gonna be fired, and it's gonna be start the all over again with that new uh, coaching staff because everybody's over 
55 on that coaching staff and ARP coaching staff. I'd be okay if it's a young staff and just well, like just like Michigan, just like Michigan staff, everybody's under 35 except for Harbaugh because they're just they're energetic and they're they're excited, and I think that's that's missing. And I mean, everybody's just grumpy old men and just I want to win, but I want to win the way I want to win, not just just I just don't want to win. I don't want to, you know, our offensive coordinator like he's got two great running backs and he barely runs the ball, or if he just runs it, he just because he he's. He has to, but he he would throw it forty times if he if he could, and I just don't think that's how our our um, uh, team is set up. It's based on just being accurate, just you know playing decent above average offense and great defense, and that's what's that's what they need to be doing. All right, guys. So you know, most people know I'm in the healthcare industry. I'm a chaplain, and I see people that are going through tough times. And I'm thinking, which NFL fans besides the Lions? need the most counseling <laughs> would you think Browns. it earnest it's the seahawks Browns. seattle or no, the Browns. saints Browns. seahawks or the saints oh seahawks saints are you saints. kidding me the the saints are cleveland contention. cleveland was They're supposed still to be like, a divisional yeah. champs every game's on national tv you can't see a commercial without the quarterback on it Where no but spelling? cleveland has gone through so many years of terribleness and, and, and I used to live in Cleveland, so they're back to it. But no, but the, no, they're not even close <laughs> to terrible right now. They're not even close to terrible. They are they're six not and the six. best team in Ohio now. Boom. The That's Bengals fine. Are a better team. No, I, the I mean Steelers. They'd be a last place. Steelers too. Steelers is another group. Oh, I'm sorry. When 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 did the when did the Bengals beat Cleveland? I forgot. I, I don't know when that happened. This Look year. at the record. Do, do you remember who's that? Better, who's got a better oh. record? No, no, no. But you said Bengals were better than the Browns. Yes, record wise. So that would mean that the Browns. Oh, okay. So the Browns actually the, just okay by beat the logic. crap out of the Bengals, 41-16 okay, on by, November seventh. By that logic, the Panthers are better than the Cardinals. Panthers on Super Bowl. Here we, we go. I'm just saying, we beat them. We beat the Cardinals. You can't go by. Head I mean, head the entire season. You can't go by head to head. Bengals. Okay, so have a better record. So Bengals are seven and four, and better the than Browns the are six and six. Is Washington better than? Buccaneers? It's not like they're monumentally better. They've got one game better than than uh, the Browns, and the Browns beat them. So I would say. It's kind better of a record. wash at this point. It's it's pretty equal. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The wash should be even records. Seven and four. Well, they, first of all, they haven't played the same amount of games, so you can't even compare. Um, so they can't have the same record, but mm. Cleveland beat them pretty handedly, and they're essentially one and a half games out of uh, – So maybe of, I should uh, clarify. Wild, what I was looking spot. for is maybe fans – Maybe we needed a therapy. Yeah. I, th- I think what I was looking for is that people who had high expectations of their team, their team has crashed really hard this year. Like Bra- Seattle is bombed out. Saints just can't get it together. Chiefs look disappointing. Yeah, but I think they had a new. Cleveland's underperforming. Yeah, Chiefs are coming back though. I mean, we knew the Lions were going to stink, so we're not surprised by this. But maybe the Raiders, because they have so much potential, and then just. But like yeah, but look at the cosmic, football. like just huge cosmic changes with you know a dumb coach and an even dumber uh, wide receiver. Like that changes your whole football team, and they they were making some. 
I mean, they were winning some pretty good games and looking pretty good. And, you know, that, that all changed. I, I would be pretty upset if I'm, if I'm the Raiders and I had a good season and, you know, it was, it was, everything was kind of pointing in the right direction. I would say the Steelers, but to a certain extent, you knew this big Ben was on the decline. Yeah. Yeah. Chargers are a team I can't figure out. I mean, they're, they're, Miami, they, they, they had so much promise well, last year. Now they're starting to, yeah, they're getting better, but the chargers look so good at the beginning of the year. Uh, the Vikings to a certain extent have not been as good as what they have. Buff- uh, Buffalo? Buffalo's tied for first Buffalo's got tied for the best record in the AFC. Yeah, but they're not feeling, but they're not feeling good. Well, Nobody's sitting, sitting home, feeling, feeling good about yeah, it. They're feeling better than Seattle, New Orleans, Carolina, and Detroit are right now. So I think Detroit still is their, their, their fans need it. Not the Browns. The Browns are used to this. They've had 20 years of this. Yeah, but this was the hype year. I mean, they they are the team that had the most games on national exposure this year, even more than the Cowboys, who think it's their legal right to be on every game every (laughs) week. Yeah. All right, guys, those are my lists for today. What are your what do you want to bring up, Ernest, to your last couple good minutes? Uh, a shout out to somebody on a team that I don't root for, and it's Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson, when he was drafted out of Tennessee for the Vikings in the first round, was considered a bust as a wide receiver. So bounced around five different teams. He's with the Falcons now, and he's their number one running back. And not only that, this is the uh, week that the players have their design shoes and uh, he does one for pediatric cancer because he lost a child in mm. utero with mm. cancer. And uh, like I say, uh, I don't root for Atlanta, don't like Atlanta, but here's a guy that everyone said was a bust, learned a new position, and is now getting some, some, some actually some, some comments about being a potential in the Pro Bowl which is a waste of money and time, but that's another story for another time. So I think someone like that needs to be recognized. And, uh, it, 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 again, and I think we had some great games last weekend, not only the one, uh, Michigan, Ohio state, but there were great college games every day. And I think that's the fact that, that we're in the heart of football time and it goes by so fast. You just, you just like every opportunity to watch one. Now get ready for the 333 different bowl games that we have to watch. <laughs> Chris, what do you want to talk about? In the last I did. I did enjoy. I did enjoy last year that we didn't have as many bowl games. That was kind of fun. Um, I want to kind of, you know, circle back to our first conversation. How happy I am for Harbaugh to just get that monkey off of his back and finally just being able to, uh, get the get get the that signature win for, for him in, in Ohio State against Ohio State. And um, you know, he had to take a pay cut because he, he just wasn't living up to that contract. But all of his incentives that he's he's got or that he's re- he will be receiving this year, he's gonna give it back to the the employees of the athletic department who had to take a pay cut uh, during COVID. And he's going to pay them, uh, you know, get them some of their their uh, salary back that, that they had to give up last year. So um, just so excited for for him, the whole program, the school, 
And, uh, you know, as, as Bill Belichick said, we're on to, we're on to Iowa. So we've got a, we've got a good chance this week and we just, we can't pull a Michigan state and lose, uh, the very next week. We got to just take the game in front of us and, and, uh, just make it happen. And then we can start preparing for, uh, that final four. Nicely. Actually on to Indianapolis. Cause it goes to Iowa. He'd be there by himself. <laughs> Nicely, oh, in nicely done. Battle. Sorry. Nicely Goes on to Cincinnati. And nicely done, Chris. I'll keep you in the will now after those nice things you said. So I'm Thank out you. of the will. No Christmas <laughs> present for me this year. <laughs> All in the stocking. <laughs> Carolina basketball. Yeah. Back, so, we're back. Yeah. Um, you know, the last thing I want to talk about is Christmas gifts. And I think that Christmas should be fun. I mean, when I was a kid, I hated getting socks or clothing if it was just dull. And I always wanted certain things as a kid. So this year, uh, my son-in-law, I'm going to get him a jersey. I'm not going to tell on this podcast what jersey or what it's going to be about. But something fun that he would not buy on his own. And I texted my daughter, and she sent me some ideas. And uh, I just want to make it fun. You, you should be excited on Christmas morning that you open up something that you were not expecting. And so I hope that uh, wherever you are, that you'll get your buddies, your loved ones, something that's fun, they can enjoy and bring out the inner kid, which lives in earnest every day of the year. And Ernest has no comment. He might have already turned off. No, I'm thinking me and Chris, that's a subtle hint. We better go shopping. (laughs) No, no, no hint. No hint. That's exactly right. No are hint. Getting a, are you getting a Harbaugh jersey? I have a Harbaugh jersey, Colts Harbaugh jersey. Yeah, that was a pretty nice one. I'm not going to comment one way or the other, so I'll okay. tell you in the future podcast. All right, okay. for Chris Daniel and Ernest Watts, I'm Paul Arnold. Thanks for listening to Part of the Confusion. If you have any comments, emails, suggestions, uh, counseling offers, email me at gobluearnold at gmail.com. And Chris, Ernest, guess what? Michigan won! Carolina won! Have a good night.